great to see you here. If you have your Bibles with me, please turn to Mark, Mark chapter 2. Amen. Mark the second chapter. Amen. You know, this morning, I like a bit of crowd participation. I need you guys to help me out this morning. Is that okay? All right now. So I'm thinking of a word, five-letter word beginning with F. Choosing to believe God's word over all circumstances. What's that? Faith. Faith. All right now. When your heart sees light in the middle of darkness, what's that? Come on, faith. You heard it. Come on, let's say it again. When your heart, when you, you, you need to step out of the boat, but there's a storm going on, what's that called now? Come on, believing God will make a way when there seems to be no way. Come on, what's that called? I want to talk about a subject that I love, and it's called faith. I want us to minister today a sermon, or I want to minister a sermon I've entitled Faith the Verb. I want to take us back to English, GCSE English, or it might even be lower English than that. Because uh, when you pick up the dictionary, you pick up the dictionary, uh, you look up the word faith, and it will say that it is a noun. And for all those wonderful English students, you know that a noun is something that describes a place, person, or thing. You can put like the in front of it and that will be a noun. And if you pick up the dictionary, you look up the word faith, it will be classed as a noun, saying that faith is something. In other words, faith is something that you have and you can pick up the Bible and understand that also. You can see because Jesus says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, be removed. You know, if you have faith, so faith is a noun, it is something you have, but what I want to talk to you today, this morning, is that faith is not only a noun, faith is a verb. And for those of you, again, you English students, you know that verb or a verb is something that describes an action. It is something that describes a state. It is a doing word, a doing word. So I want to say that faith is not only a noun. I want to speak to you today, this morning, about faith being the verb. Can you say amen in this place? We're going to look at Mark chapter 2. And I've read this story many, many times. No doubt many people here have read this story. But each time you read this, it's so fascinating to see everything that is encapsulated here in this story. There's many things you can talk about. We're going to pick out a few things. Mark chapter 2, verse number 1, we're going to read up to 5 and then skip down to 12. So verse number 1, it says, And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Skip down to verse number 12. Bible says, Immediately he rose, took up his bed, and went out into the presence of them, uh, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We've never seen anything like this before. 
Now this account, this account of what happened here, this is also in Matthew, it's also in uh, the book of Luke, but Mark here is the one that gives the graphic details of what's going on. He gives uh, uh, more details to let us understand or show us what's happening here and shows us, and in so doing, he shows the level of faith that is displayed by these men. And I want to kind of throw out a statement here talking about faith, that faith is not just something you have, faith is something you do. Can you say amen in this place? Faith is not just something that you possess. I have faith. This is what I have. I have this belief. Faith is something that you do. It has actions. It has legs. It has abilities to make you do things. Listen, we understand James. James says it in chapter in James chapter 2, verse number 18. The Bible says that someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. The Bible says, Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works you believe that there is one God you do well even the demons believe and tremble but do you want to know oh foolish man the faith that faith without works is dead so we understand faith in and of itself is good but it is not enough faith in and of itself is where you start but it's not how you finish the race can you say amen in this place Faith is the substance, the Bible says, of things hoped for, the evidence of things we can't even see. It's a blessing to possess this, but you must have faith not just as a noun. You must have faith as a verb in your life, that it's working through your life. It is taking root in your life, and you act based on your faith. You push out. I want to read you this quote from William Booth, uh, started the Salvation Army. The Bible says, oh, sorry, William Booth says, Faith and work should travel side by side, step answering to step like the legs of a man walking. First faith, then works, then faith again, then works again, until they are scarcely distinguished which one is the other. It should be working together in tandem. It should be working together. Now I want to pick up the story we've, we've, we've just started with. We understand that these men brought uh, uh, this paralytic. Four men, the Bible says, carried them in. And I want to look uh, at this type of faith. I want to point out a few points uh, that we can learn from. Because I believe we can learn from these four men. Who believes that in this place right here? I believe we can learn from these four men. We're going to have a look at that uh, right here. The first thing I want to say is that faith like this uh, is inspirational. When you have faith like this, your faith has action like this, eh? you inspire people. I want to tell you, so listen, um, I remember, uh, you know, when we first had our cars, you know, I grew up with a, with a couple of guys, and I say grew up, I mean, I got saved with a couple of my friends, and we did everything together. We got saved together, we did our driver's license together, we got our cars together, got married together, all these type of things. But I remember when we started driving, and only one of us had a car, so we all had to pile into that car. Um, and he had a bit of a feud with his neighbor. His neighbor didn't really, they didn't really see eye to eye. And I remember one time I was going to jump in the car, and his neighbor parked so close to him that he blocked him in. Couldn't move his car. And my friend, he was just, he didn't let that get him down. He says, listen, we can move the car. <laughs> I was like, listen, man, you know, I know you've been going gym lately. I know you've been pressing some stuff, bench pressing it. But come on, this is a car. 
We can't move the car. Just give up. We're done. Finish. We can't go nowhere. Let's just go back home, play some Xbox or whatever. He says, no, we can move the car. He gave this like five minute inspirational speech of how each of us can take a corner and we can lift, they can move this car. He spoke. He had so much faith that he can believe that he can move this car. After five minutes, we all started to believe we can move this car. We started saying, listen, maybe we can move this car. Listen, you stand on that corner. You stand on that corner. And in those days, there was something called bumping. I don't know if you guys ever know about this. There's something called bumping. You always take a corner, take a door, take something and you push. You push together. You start bumping together and before you know it, the car starts bumping at sensation and we started to move the car out the way. Listen, four of us moved a car out of the way because somebody had faith that they can do it and the rest of the team was inspired. Can you say amen in this place? When you have faith like that, you can inspire people to do things. Now I want to read, I want to pick out of this story. In verse number three, the Bible says that they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. Now the Bible doesn't make clear who is the one with faith in this place. The Bible doesn't make it clear. So we've got one of two options. Either it is the paralyzed man himself who's got friends around him saying, listen, I heard Jesus in town. I need you, you, Dave, I need you, John, I need you. I need you to carry me to Jesus. And like, come on, man, listen, listen, we love you, but we ain't carrying you. He's like, listen, Jesus can make me whole. I need you guys to understand Jesus can touch me like no one else can touch me. And as he's beginning to speak, they're getting inspired. They're thinking maybe we can carry him to Jesus and Jesus can do something so that's one story or maybe it's the other way around maybe the paralyzed man didn't have faith maybe it was the friends around him that had faith saying listen Jesus can touch you all we need to do is get you to Jesus Christ if we can get you there he will do something supernatural my point is when you're able to speak faith you're able to have this type of faith it inspires people maybe it's thinking no don't carry me I'm paralyzed just let me here and die they said no we're going to carry they pick him up and walk down the road saying we're going to Jesus and as they're walking maybe he's getting inspired he's thinking yes maybe if I come to Jesus Christ he will change my life we have to understand that when we have faith like that we display faith like that family members friends co-workers can get inspired saying what makes you so sure and that the fire that you have starts to burn and starts to spread on people around you faith like this faith with action is inspirational I want to say also that faith like this endures because how many know a grown man was not designed to be carried I don't know if you've ever carried somebody before I don't know if you've ever had to pick somebody up before but listen grown people are not meant to be carried They're not meant to be carried like that. But these people said, you know what? We're going to continue on. We understand this is heavy. Can you think about it? I don't know how far they had to travel, but four men had to pick up this grown man and just walk. And it was in the the, the, the dying heat, the burning heat. They had to just walk. This guy's getting heavy. I want to drop him right here, but no, we're going to carry on. We're going to just walk and walk. They're saying, we're going to get to Jesus. Listen, I don't know if it took a couple of minutes or it took a couple of hours they had to stop but they continued on when you have faith like this listen it endures throughout anything I've got to take my burdens to Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can change me I'm going to carry this all to Jesus Christ it 
is a one-way ticket. I've started the journey. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to continue on because we've got to get to Jesus Christ. And as we get to Jesus Christ, he's going to make all the difference. Some may say, listen, the journey is long and hard. I know it is, but I'm going to endure this and I'm going to get to Jesus Christ. When you have faith like that, doesn't matter how heavy things are, doesn't matter how long you've got to work, when you know in deep down in your heart that Jesus is going to make the difference, you would make the journey. Can you say amen in this place? You know this is going to be long and hard. There may be some uphill battles, but you're going to take those battles. You may be thinking, listen, this is tired. Oh, can we just turn back now? No. When you have faith like this, it endures through everything. They carried him to Christ. They carried him all that way. And I want to finish off here with the, the, about faith here, talking about that. Faith is also resilient. Because when they got, they finally got to Jesus Christ. They finally got to the room. The Bible says that the place was packed. They couldn't get there. How many know sometimes you have faith that is, inspires people? You have faith that goes the distance. When you get to the place and you come across a stumbling block right there, you just want to give up. I've been praying for, for, for years, Lord. Nothing has happened. I've been praying they're getting worse. When you come across that stumbling block, all you want to do is just give up. But resilience overcomes the stumbling block. Resilience says, you know what, in the face of adversity, I'm going to overcome this obstacle. Listen, I'm willing to pay the cost. Listen, when they went through, the Bible says they went through, they saw that it was empty. They said, no, we're not giving up. We're going to go around the back. We've got to get somewhere. They climb up to the roof of the place and say, we've got to get to Jesus. They was willing to say, I'm going to dig through this roof. I know it's going to cost me something. I know the owner of this house is somewhere. I'm going to have to pay him something. But listen, I'm willing to do that because I know Jesus is right there. And I'm going to go through. And the Bible says they finally broke through, literally broke through the roof. They said, I understand this is going to be a problem. And listen, in those days, Jewish hospitality was very, very hospitable. They'll have people, their house was always open. Their door was always open. They'll have people come in their house. But even Jewish hospitality, come on now, don't be breaking my roof. Come on now. You come to my house and you start damaging my roof. These people uh, had faith so much. They said, listen, I understand I'm going to have to pay you something. But listen, I've got to get to Jesus. Uh, listen, nothing's going to come in my way. Uh, nothing's going to trip me up. I'm going to break through. And the Bible says when they really, when they literally broke through, they was able to lower the man down, uh, lowering him down. Uh, there's only one way they was committed, uh, lowering him down. Uh, and I want to look at these men uh, and say, listen, they didn't just have faith to say we believe. Uh, their faith was an action. They got up and went. They got up and did something because faith is not just something you have. Faith is something that you do. And the question is this morning is, um, is your faith a verb? Does your faith cause you to do things? Does your faith cause you to get up and do things, even though it doesn't seem like it's the right thing to do? We can learn from these men, because sometimes people have faith, but all it is is just a noun. It's just something that they have, but it doesn't enrich what they actually do. It doesn't make them go ahead and take steps and push forward. Listen, the rich young ruler of the Bible says a man came to Jesus and called him Lord or good teacher. He had faith to say that this one is a good teacher had faith to say what must I do but when Jesus said do this he wasn't willing to do it 
His faith didn't take him further enough to do something. And many times in a Christian life, uh, we have, we understand faith. In our minds, we have a belief, but the belief is not strong enough to make us do something. What has God asked you to do lately? What is God knocking on your heart to go out and do lately? Has he asked you to step out the boat like Peter? Has he asked you to speak to somebody in your workplace? Has he asked you to minister to somebody you've seen across? Has he asked you to give an amount of money that your bank account will say, please, do not give that amount of money? What has God asked you to do? Has your faith got enough uh, uh, juice in it to make you step out and do something? You know, I read an interesting uh, account in Judges. You know, the book of Judges is one of the, if you Listen, forget Hollywood. Just pick up the book of Judges. There's, there's all sorts of drama that goes on in the book of Judges. All sorts of... And you're thinking, is this the Bible I'm reading? And sometimes you're thinking, who am I reading? But listen, pick up the Judges. You want to see how things moved when people did things in their own sight? Pick up the Judges. Eh? But I want to uh, focus on the time of Gideon. We know the story of Gideon, how God brought a fantastic uh, uh, victory through only 300 men. God was glorified and so on. After that, as he was conquering and taking uh, the lands and taking kings, um, he brought his son Jephthah along. And these kings were here. Um, and the kings were blaspheming God. And it was time to, to handle business, handle the judgment of God. And Gideon said, Jephthah, come, kill these kings. And Jephthah had a sword on his side. But didn't want to draw his sword. Bible says he didn't want to draw his sword because he was a youth or because he was scared. And you can read that in Judges 8 in verse number 19 and 21. But the reason I say that is because I find it interesting that here is a warrior. Here is someone that is carrying a sword. Now, for all of us that know what swords are designed to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to be used. So he is carrying a weapon to be used. And when it comes time to use it, he doesn't want to use it. What's the point in carrying an offensive weapon if you're not willing to use it? And I read that and I used to, and I linked it to faith. I think, what's the point in professing all this faith you have, but you're not willing to step out and use it? What's the point in carrying this? Because it looks good carrying a sword. Come on, when you're carrying a sword, you can step out, your chest is held high. You've got a sword on your side, no one's going to mess with you. When it comes time to use it, though, it's a different story. That can be like the faith that we have. We say, yes, I believe God can do this. I believe God can take care of my needs. I believe God can, can, can make a way where there seems to be no way. Okay, let's go out and step out in faith. Oh, wait, one second. Pull back. There's a storm out there. I don't need to step out this boat. There's a storm out there. See, faith is not just something we have. It's something we do. We understand the two uh, mighty men of God. One, Elijah, in 1 Kings 17, the Bible says he was taken to a widow, a widow of Zarephath. And here in verse number 13, the Bible says, Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you have said. Now here before the widow said to her, listen, I have no food. He asked her, can you make me a cake of what you've got? She says, I've got a little jar of oil and a bin of flour. I'm going to make this cake. Me and my son, we're going to die. 
I'm just going to do that. And here Elijah says to her, do not fear, go and do as you said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and after make some for yourselves and your son. But thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall a jar of oil run dry until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. And verse number 15, the Bible says, she went away and did according to what Elijah said. That's faith. When you hear something, you believe and you go and do. Faith is in the doing. The woman, her son was about to die, but she showed her faith by going and doing what, the, what Elijah asked. Think about it. You've got a little piece of, of, of ingredients just to make a little pounded yam for you and your son. You're going to die. That's it. But no, she said, listen, give me something first. Give me a little piece first. And she went and did. Similarly, in 2 Kings now, we see Elisha, the second man of God here, speaking to another widow. And we know the story saying, listen, go and borrow. Go and borrow vessels from your neighbors. Go and push. And the Bible says in three, verse number 3 in chapter 4 here, it says, then go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you've come in, you shall shut the door behind you, you and your son's pour it into all these vessels and set it aside and the Bible says so she went from him faith is something that makes you go faith is something that makes you do faith is something that makes you say it makes you give faith is not something you just have it's something you do now I want to bring to your attention Jesus because we always need to speak about Jesus. Whenever we come in his presence, we need to lift up Jesus. And when we come, we see our scripture, Jesus here. If you look at this scene, the Bible says that Jesus saw their faith. So right here, we get an understanding that faith, when it is perfected, is visible. People should be able to see your faith. If you say you have faith, it should be visible. It shouldn't be concealed. It shouldn't be something that you hide away, something that you just read about. It should be something that people should be able to observe. Your faith should be observable. People should be able to look at you and say, wow, you are a man of faith or you are a woman of faith. Jesus Christ was able to see that. And think with me, think with me the whole scene. Jesus is there preaching a sermon. The place is packed out. And as he's preaching, as he's giving the word of God, saying that God can change lives, saying all this, he starts to hear a bit of commotion above. He starts to see things falling down. Everybody stops, looks up and sees a gaping hole. Now people are there digging through the roof. You can see people thinking, what is going on? The owner of the house is saying, bro, what are you doing? People mouth wide open. I can imagine Jesus is there sitting, smiling because he sees something. He doesn't see the destruction that's happening. He doesn't see the power that he sees faith. And can I tell you, when Jesus can look down at his servants, he looks down at you today. If he looks down at you and he can see faith, he'll be smiling. He looks at you, he sees your actions, he'll be smiling. Because he can see the faith. And it's not just faith in anything. It's faith in him, knowing that he is able. These men knew without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ can change the situation. They knew without, uh, without double guessing, without second guessing, that Jesus Christ was the answer to the situation. Listen, when the whole 
room stops them and all they saw was the situation they saw Jesus Christ listen they got what they came for when their faith had action listen Jesus Christ was able to do exactly what they intended to do because think with me when you go down you're lowering somebody down there's only one way you can't bring him back up that's it so they fully intended that when he goes down he will walk out of that place come on now when you look at the situations of your life you've got to have faith that does something Come on, don't look at your situation and say, yeah, God can, God can do this if he wants and so on, but then don't do anything about it. We need to walk out in faith. We need to go out in faith. It is in the deep that we would see the great mysteries of God, the wonders of God. Yes, it can be fearful. Yes, it can be scary. But if we go out and have an action, if our faith becomes a verb, it becomes something that we do rather than just something that we possess. Listen, when we go out, listen, lives can be changed situations can be changed because you're going not just to see anybody you're going to see the king of kings you're going to see the lord of lords come on now so your faith can endure your faith can continue on your faith should inspire people around you that when you go you finally get before Jesus Christ because it came to a point when they finally got before Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ made all the difference can you say amen in this place Amen. God is good. And we need to have faith, uh, not just that we possess, but faith uh, that makes us do something. Faith that makes us uh, go out. Faith that makes us step out. uh, Because then the Bible says, we understand the Bible says, without faith it's impossible to please God. Because we just don't trust him. What are the things that pull us away? What are the things that stop us from doing that? Well, you've got fear. You've got doubt. Doubt is the greatest stumbling block. Because doubt comes from when you look at situations around you. Doubt doesn't come from God. It comes from the situations you see around you. John the Baptist, a fantastic man of God, when he was in his mother's womb, um, and we know that Mary came bearing Jesus, uh, Elizabeth, uh, uh, John the Baptist's mum, when they got together, he leapt in his mother's womb. He knew there was something there. When he came out, he was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He would stand in the wilderness and preach. He would be a fiery man of God. This man knew what he was talking about. His ministry went on and on. Jesus did come as he was preaching. He would baptize Jesus Christ. He saw all these things. But there was a point in his life when his circumstances started to go south. There's a point in his life where things didn't look very good for John the Baptist. He was imprisoned. He was about to be beheaded. And he asked his disciples, listen, this Jesus I've been preaching about my whole life, can you go and ask him, is he the one or do we wait for another? What happened to John the Baptist? It's the circumstances. He looked at the circumstances around him and think, hmm, this don't quite match up. And doubt is a massive stumbling block to our faith. But church, God wants to encourage you this morning. 
Don't let what the, you see around you uh, stumble you. Can you say I'm in this place? Uh, don't let the circumstances of your bank account stumble you. Come on now. Don't let the circumstances of friends or family abandoning you uh, uh, stumble you. Don't let the circumstances of your relationships stumble you. Uh, your faith needs to continue on to endure. Your faith needs to go on until you see. Uh, you know, we should pray until we see something happen. Uh, and don't give up heart. Uh, let your faith have action to say, Lord, in, in adversity, I'm going to continue on walking through. In adversity, I'm going to continue to pursue Jesus Christ. And it's my faith that has action that God is going to see and smile upon. And one day we're going to meet him. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Because you were faithful. Your faith drew you through. The Bible says that wide and easy is the path that leads to destruction, but difficult and narrow is the way that leads to life. Find life through that. Let your faith carry you on regardless of what people are saying, regardless of what the government is doing, regardless of what people pass as law, as pass as normal. We've got to continue on in this faith that Jesus Christ is here as our saviour because he is coming back one day. Who believes that in this place? Come on now. Jesus Christ is coming back one day and he wants to see faith. He doesn't want to just hear about faith. He wants to see faith. When he comes back, will he see faith in your life? When he comes back, will he see this verb? Will he see the action of faith? Because right now in this country, you know, we're, we're, thank God, praise God, we're able to serve him freely. We're able to continue on. We're able to, in the open square, I can walk out of my Bible. I can go and preach. Uh, but unfortunately, there may come a day where it might not be so easy to do that. What would my life look like when persecution comes? If persecution comes, what would it look like? Would it continue on? Would I continue preaching the gospel? Would I continue holding my Bible? Would I continue preaching on the square? Is your faith a verb? Is your faith something that people can see? I believe God wants to encourage us today that say, listen, the faith that you have, God bless you, amen. But change the faith from something you possess into something that you do. Faith isn't something you just have, it's something you do. Let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes in this place. Uh, faith, the verb. Faith, the verb. Verb is a doing word, an action. Something that you can continue to do. It is something that is visible. James said, faith without works, action is dead. I want to point us to Christ Jesus himself and what he did. He went all the way. He gave his life. He went all the way to the cross willingly, willingly giving himself, willingly putting himself out there to suffer a criminal's death. Why? So that we can have life and have it everlasting. We can have this gift and be transformed. And as he went to beyond the Father, seated at the right hand, he looks down and wants to see faith still working on the earth. He wants to see it. 
not just hear about it. He wants to see with visible evidence, visible signs, faith as a verb. Now, firstly, if you're here under the sound of my voice, you you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, but you want to. You want to be changed and transformed. You want to make Jesus Christ the center of everything. You want the blessed assurance that heaven will be your home when you step into eternity. You've been dipped in and out of the world, in and out of things, worldly, carnal things, uh, maybe things that are addictive, things that you've been going to places and your life isn't quite there. You don't think that you'll make heaven your home. I want to introduce Jesus Christ in your life right now and he can wash away your sins. The blood of Jesus Christ can give you a new beginning and make you something completely new. If you want that, you want the gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus, and you don't know him as your Lord and personal Savior, what you want you to do is raise your hand as a sign to me. Raise your hand and I'll count it a privilege to pray with you in this place. You want Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, saved, and invite you right now. Maybe you're here, you used to know Christ, but after a while you've been pulled away, you're backslidden, and you want to come back to Christ in this place. Raise your hand in this place, Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior. You want to see Christ as your Lord and personal Savior in this place. Amen. Speaking to Christians in this place. Uh, listen, faith is something we can possess. It's something we can read about. It's something we say we can have, but it has to have an action. Your faith has to be something that you do. And it's when you have that action, when you put your faith to work, put your faith to do something, that is when you will be before Christ. That is when you meet Christ. And that is when God will make that way where there seemed to be no way. We want to make our faith a verb this morning. We want to make our faith have action. Whatever it is, have faith to believe that God is able to do just what he said he would do. Step out. Whatever God has spoken to you about, if he's spoken to you about anything in your life, listen, act on it. Allow God to use you as a son or a daughter in this place. Allow God to use you to minister his word. Allow God to use you to be hospitable. Allow God to use you to speak to your family members, friends. Oh, let your faith have action. You believe in God for a a job, a house. You believe in God for finances. Have action. Prepare for it. Have action. Do things. Prepare for what God said he will do. Let your faith have action. Let people see a visible change in the way you act, in the way you speak. Speak words of life and faith. Act, walk, act uh, through faith. Give through faith, knowing that God is your provider. Listen, minister in faith. What I want us to do, I want us to spend some time praying, asking God to fill you with his spirit so that the faith that you have can be acted upon. The faith that you possess can be something that you do. The faith that is in your heart can be seen 
invisible in your life. Come on, let's spend some time praying. Listen, these altars are open. If you want to come find a place to pray in these altars, ask God to help you with your faith. Ask God to give you the spirit so you can do, so you can have an action. And it's no longer just in word, but in action. And people will see you and see a difference in what you're doing. And ask, whatever you've got, I want. Come on, let's pray. Let's spend some time asking God to help us in this place. Father, thank you, Lord God. We praise your name, Lord Jesus, this morning, God.